scope. Chapter 6 of Ayikra begins Vayedeber Hashem o Moshe Reymar Tzavet Aron v'yet Panov Reymar Zot Torah Ta'ora So the Torah in the first five chapters has outlined for us the basic sacrifices. The Ola, the burnt offering, was the first mentioned, followed by the Mincha, the meal offering. And then we have the Shramim, the well-being offering, the Zevach. Then the Chatat and the Asham, and some details uh, related to those. But those are the basic offerings. And now the Torah in chapter 6 returns to more details about those offerings, and it starts with the Ola, with the burnt offering. Zot Torah to Ola. This is the, the rule, the Torah, of the burnt offering. Hi Ola al Mokdar Kadbo. So the Torah says that concerning the Ola, the Ola is placed on the fire of the altar all night until the morning, and the fire of the altar to Kadbo shall consume it, shall burn it. And actually, when you think about this, it's a little strange, because the beginning of chapter 6, it begins with, this is the rule of the Ola, but actually the subject matter, of beginning in verse number 1 and including verse number 6, is about the altar, the Mizbeach, the point of the section seems to be that, first of all, the fire on the Mizbeach, the altar fire, should be there all the time, should never be extinguished. And related to this is a new law that we didn't have before called Dishun HaMizbeach or Trumat HaDeshen. The Torah says that the Kohen's job is to clear the altar of the uh, ashes. And in, when the Kohen does this, the Kohen shall wear special garments, linen garments, which appear to be not the normal garments the priest usually wears, the four garments of the priest. And the priest should take the ashes, which the, that which the fire has consumed, consumed the Ola, the burnt offering, Visamo, take them from the Mizbeach, Visamo, Mizbeach, and place them next to the uh, Mizbeach. And then, in the next verse, verse 4, he takes those garments off with other garments. He's to remove the ashes further outside the camp. Seems to be a two step process. One is to take some of the ashes and initially place them alongside the Mizbeach, and then to take the ashes and remove them from the precincts of the altar. The Talmud actually understands that the rabbinic tradition understands that there are two separate uh, requirements over here. One is called Trumata Deshen, to take some ashes and to leave them actually alongside the Mizbeach, but the remainder of the ashes are brought outside. Be that as it may, very interesting topic in its own right, what is curious here is that this is the rule of the Ola, but this is not specific to the burnt offering. The Mizbeach consumes many kinds of offerings. 
and yet the Torah seems to tie it in specifically with the burnt offering. It sounds like one of the aspects of the burnt offering, the Olah, has to do with the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach, the altar has to be ready at all times for sacrifice. And the key word over here is the word Tamid. Esh Tamid Mizbeach lo And thinking about this, this word Tamid, it strikes us that the word Tamid has appeared often in conjunction with the Mishkan. Not only the fire of the altar is to burn, always, there must be a fire on the Mizbeach, but actually the priestly garments described earlier in the book of uh, Exodus, those garments also seem to have a, a function, or one of the functions at least, is to be a constant reminder. The Torah describes some of the garments that the high priest wears, the eight garments of the high priest. So for example, in chapter 28 of Exodus, when it talks about the choshen, the breastplate that the Kohen wears, and on the breastplate there are various stones, and inscribed on the stones are the names of the tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse number 29 of chapter 28, That Aaron bears the names of, of the children of Israel on his heart when he enters the holy place, as an eternal, constant reminder before God. The mysterious uh, objects that seem to serve as a kind of oracle. Again, Tamid. He carries this, Aaron carries this, bears this, bears the judgment of Israel on his heart before God, Tamid, always. Similarly, with the front, with the tzitz. It's worn around his head, the high priest, Inscribed on it is holy unto God, Kodesh Hashem. And the Torah there says, in the same chapter, that this shall be on Aaron's forehead. It's true that only of the garments of Aaron, each one has a purpose and a meaning, a constant reminder. The clothing that he wears is a constant reminder that he stands before God and he stands representing the people before God. Those names are on his clothing. Kodesh Lashem. It's a reminder to Aaron. The clothing reminds Aaron about his responsibility. Tamid, always. It's true equally of other vessels of the temple. Uh, for example, in the book of Bamidbar, excuse me, in the book of Vayikro later on, chapter, chapter 24, 
chapter 24, Vayikra, the Torah returns to the menorah. Tzavet b'nei Yisrael v'yichuei lecha shemen zayet zach katit l'amor l'halot ner tamid. God speaks to Moshe to instruct Israel to bring pure olive oil for the purpose of the lighting, the menorah, l'halot ner tamid, a constant light. Michutz l'parochet ha'edut b'ol mo'ed yarocha to aron me'erevat boku l'fnei Hashem tamid. It should be, should be written just outside the curtain from morning till evening, from evening till morning, tamid, always. The, the flames, the lights are upon the menorah, the holy menorah, the pure menorah, with Hashem tamid, always. The light of the menorah is a constant light, and the same thing is true of the next. Section, chapter 20, verse number 5. The shulchan, the table, upon which the showbread is placed. B'yom shabbat b'yom shabbat verse number 8. Yarchenu l'fnei Hashem tamid. Always, always there. Berit olam. An eternal covenant. And in reflecting upon the significance of tamid, as far as the Mishkan is concerned, we are reminded of what Nachmanides taught us. Nachmanides argued that the idea of the Mishkan in the Torah is to be a continuation of the experience of Mount Sinai. God descends upon the mountain. The mountain is sanctified. God gives instruction to the people. And then God is removed from the mountain. And the mountain returns to its normal state. And that revelation is over, but says the Ramban, it is over, but it continues. That revelation continues through the Mishkan. And that's the difference between the Mishkan and Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is a one-time revelation. But the idea of the Mishkan is to carry the revelation forward in a place in which there is constant contact, constant education by God, constant teaching, constant experience and awareness. So that's the idea of the Mishkan. And chapter 6 begins with the altar. The altar is holy. Holy of holies, the Torah called the altar. And it has to be tamid, to be significant, to be important in the life of the people. It has to be tamid. It has to be every moment. It has to be constant.